Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell, co-host, along with Kurt Souter of Furtherstone Ministries. How you doing this morning, Kurt? I am doing very well, brother. Boy, we are. It has been. It's it's been almost a month. I know you all from in the listening world. We have not taped a show for a few weeks. We had a little bit of a break there on during the Christmas season. So depending on when you hear this, could be the middle of summer. But as we are taping today, it is the middle of winter. Got a big thing of snow outside and. Uh, it's crazy out there, and uh, we are uh, happy to be back in studio and taping shows. And, and uh, if you're just joining us for the very first time and you're hearing us live on the radio, uh, Solid Steps Radio is a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. Now, we know the ladies listen to I had a lady ca- catch me the other day. She goes, I listen to you every night. I'm like, well, thank you very much. <laughs> and that's great. We love to have anyone listen, but we're really talking to the guys. We want to have their ears. And uh, why do we do that? Because we believe, men, that you were made in the image of God uh, to be a man, and that means something distinctive. And part of that process of your destiny of being a man is to walk with God through Jesus Christ and to walk solidly with him. And we don't believe we have all the answers here on Solid Steps, but we know the one who does. And we want to be a tool in your toolbox, guys, as you're walking through life, being a husband, being a father, being an employer, an employee, being a neighbor, whatever it is. So that's what we do. So we have all kinds of shows, a couple years worth, uh, on our Facebook page at iTunes, and you can go check those out and hear all of our past shows. So today we are taping the day after Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it just seems like every year, and I think really unfortunately, only once a year we hear about him about his leadership and what he did. I sat the boys down last night. I said, do y'all know who Martin Luther King Jr. is? And they go, isn't he the religious guy who changed things up? I say, you're close. That's Martin Luther. That's good. That's what he, who he's named after. I said, do you know what he did? And they started throwing some things out and they were right. We walked through what did Martin Luther King Jr. did. And basically what he did is he led. He led a revolution uh, that many people did not want to partake in, but needed to. And he did it in a way that was was unconventional to most, but incredibly effective. And so today we are talking about leadership. And if you're listening, think, well, I'm not a leader. I don't own a company. I'm not the CEO. I, uh, that is, when we think of leadership, we think of military leaders or political leaders or big popular CEO personalities. But the reality of it is, men, if you're listening, you are a leader and you're leading someone. And we're going to talk today about what true leadership really looks like. You know, Chad, uh, Dallas Willard says that we are always teaching. We are constantly teaching. We're constantly leading. The issue is, you know, in what way? And and so we have a a dear friend of mine, Jack (laughs) Webster. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks, Kurt. Good to be here. You know, Jack... um, well, before we start talking about leadership, you have been uh, you've been in leadership, and we'll we'll unpack that in a little bit. But you have been leading your family. You've been married to Linda how many years? Forty five years. Dude, you're getting old. I know. <laughs> so is she. <laughs> but I, we'll edit that but, out. <laughs> but, but Kurt, I rejoice in the wife of my youth. There you yeah, go. That's, right. that's awesome. Okay, and you got uh, a couple kids, two kids, and seven grandchildren. Eighth on the way, and few weeks that's good that's called multiplication jack. yes yes trying to keep up with chad <laughs> ah, that's mm-hmm. good so jack okay so you got a, you got an awesome family uh, eight grandkids on the way uh, or the eighth one on the way mm-hmm. tell us about um what you uh, you you did a career of ba- a lot of leadership stuff tell us about that just real quick 
Well, it started when I put my faith in Christ. I was 23. The first verse I memorized was Joshua 1.8. I hope I got the right address. This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, but I shall meditate on it day and night, being mm. careful to do according to all that's written in it, so I could be prosperous and successful. So I wanted to succeed, and so I looked at God's Word to do that. And uh, years later, I found material that helped me use the biblical principles in a corporate world. We'll get to that a little bit later. Well, but but so at twenty three, what you started? Uh, what did you start doing in uh, uh, in the in the work business world? I was uh, I'd had a pinball machine business in college. That was the most fun thing I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> I was the pinball wizard at the University of Oklahoma. And I was not a C student. I made B's and D's. I never made C's. <laughs> I never did my homework, but I aced tests. So if homework was important, I got a D. If it wasn't important, I got a B. So there you go. <laughs> oh, golly. Uh, but I came out of college, had a real estate business, and uh, there put my faith in Christ and realized I was not in the right place, not in the right relationships. And ended up in the farm credit system, which is a whole separate long story, but spent 30 years as an agricultural lender and had been in Oklahoma, Wichita, Kansas, Washington, D.C., here in Louisville, Omaha, Nebraska, and then back here. So mainly agricultural lending. That's um, fascinating. And you were the, what was your title out, out in Oklahoma? In, well, when I started in Oklahoma, I was a trainee. I hated that badge, you know trainee punk i'm i'm a i'm a i'm not very good <laughs> in fact one time a, a, a farmer came in and he said i want to see the land bank man and i said that's me and he goes you're just a boy <laughs> yeah but i can serve you so uh i when i went to omaha was the last position i was the president and ceo and, and, I, and my my wife told me one time men's identities in their title and i said no my identity's in christ she said jack your identity's in your title i said no linda she said, your faith is in Christ. And she said, you even say you're president and CEO. And I went, well. That's <laughs> what <So, laughs> I am, yeah. honey. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was not president and CEO, I realized I put too much identity in that title. It was wrong. Well, I think, I think most of us guys, are, we're so yeah. connected in, in, in our work world, and our identity is so closely right. tied to what we do, what, what, are, you know, what is our job title and all that stuff. But Jack, tell us, you got introduced to this thing called the Leadership Challenge. Yes. What in the world is that? <laughs> and talk about that a little bit. Well, at the time I was here in Louisville, my boss, uh, the president, uh, was Donnie Winters, close personal friend. I, I believe he's the one that told me about this material. He said, hey, I want you to read this book. I did not want to read another book, but I read this book about the leadership challenge. It's not a short book either. It's a long book. But what I found was <laughs> this book kept describing my leader, not, not just Donnie, who does uh, resemble that, but my leader, Christ. And I went, oh, my goodness, Donnie, we have an opportunity to talk about leadership in a way that's, I think, consistent with Scripture. Because there's rules in the corporate world of what you can and can't do. So I can remember doing training before, and I'd say a proverb and a proverb, and somebody would go, oh, they knew exactly what proverb it was. Other people would come up afterwards and go, where do you find all those proverbs? Oh, it's there in this amazing book. <laughs> what book? Oh, it's a book that's been published more than any other book. You mean the Bible? Yeah. That leadership stuff's in the Bible? Oh, yeah. In fact, if men, if you didn't do anything else, just read Proverbs. It's unbelievable, the wisdom in the, in the book of Proverbs about how to lead, how to serve, how to follow, how to live. I, I love Proverbs. In fact, Bill Weedman, 
a friend of ours, mm-hmm. put me on years ago. He said, I, I read the chapter of Proverbs that coincides with that day. So this morning I got up. I still do it. I read it over and over and over again. It's unbelievable. Like in missions world, which I am now, I find people aren't as responsive on email sometimes as they were in the corporate world. <laughs> and uh, so I want to talk about that. And I said, hey, would you like to have joy? And they said, yeah. I said, it's in Proverbs fifteen twenty three. How's that? Well, joy is received when you give an apt and timely response. <laughs> so, you want to be a joyful follower or a joyful servant, give apt and timely responses <laughs> to my emails. You know? Jack, tell us, uh, tell us just real quickly, though. You, you've been in the corporate world. You, you were president CEO of uh, Farm Credit out in Oklahoma, out west. Um, but what are you doing now? <laughs> now I'm having a blast. I'm serving on the board of Josiah Venture, a ministry in Eastern and Central Europe. And I'm also what's called an A-team member, an ambassador or an accelerator. And I do leadership coaching and uh, help people over there with leadership issues and also help them with fundraising and any, any way I can help. But Josiah Venture is a movement of God among the youth of Central and Eastern Europe that finds its uh, home in the local church and transforms society. It's, it's amazing. These are countries that were former uh, communism. Uh, the word was taken away, basically. And just like King Josiah brought back the word, that's what Josiah Venture's doing. We're taking the word back to these young people and getting them fired up for Christ. And then they go into local churches, and it just it's, it's really great. It's really become a movement uh, in Eastern Europe, Czech Republic, yes. um, Poland, uh, and We're beyond. in 13 countries, and there are many more we'd like to go to. To, and we basically reach these young people. We, we call them highways. It's the highway of sports and the highway of English and music. And uh, let's see, <laughs> come on, brain, one other in there, social media. Uh, we, um, oh, exit, we go into schools. And so we'll go into schools and teach core values. They invite us into these public schools. And then at night, we'll do a concert and we'll tell them about Jesus and we'll have people accept Jesus. We plug them into local churches. It's it's an amazing thing. That's that's awesome, Jack. We're gonna we're gonna continue to talk with you. I want to really pick your heart and your brain about the leadership challenge because I think that as men, we need some handles that we can remember and so that we can really truly follow closely after Jesus and follow His leadership model. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to take a break, and this is so important. We're actually going to do two shows on this. Uh, we're going to unpack the principles in this. There's five main principles in the leadership challenge that we're going to unpack over the next two shows, uh, both this show and the next. So uh, hang around. The next segment, we're going to start talking about the very first one, and we'll, we'll work through this show, and then the next show, we'll, we'll finish that. So again, you may have heard Jack talking about uh, corporate and uh, CEO and banks and agriculture and you're thinking yeah I, I just I don't do that stuff but you're still leading and I need this show as much as anyone needs it I'm leading a house full of people and I'm not doing it that well and I need to constantly learn how to lead better and so we hope that you'll be able to listen over the next few segments and the next couple shows and you'll be a better leader just after listening to this show and, and being able to apply the principles so we're going to talk a little bit about Jack how to apply those into our life. We're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Satter. We are with Jack Webster of Josiah Venture, of, of josiahventure.com. 
if you want to get more information about what he does. And uh, we are talking about leadership today, and we want to thank the folks who are leading our show by sponsoring the show, Ellen and Credit Union, Frank Enterprises, Vision First, Bright Star Home Care, Dan Hart Financial, and Sue Ann Karelia, uh, an, an ISR instructor who helps children learn to swim and also to fall into waters fully clothed so they can survive and float. And that's uh, the leading cause of death among kids under the age of five is drowning. And uh, she helps uh, people to be able to do that and do that well. So, okay, Jack, I, I have been privileged to serve under you. Uh, you were my leader for uh, a little while. At, I tried. At, I, I yes, tried. you did. I know. Was, I'm <laughs> such a rebellious little... But... Um, you're one of the few followers I had to spend energy saying, settle down, <laughs> ease up, Kurt. <laughs> I always thought, you, you know, hey, it's, you got to get going. You got to, you, you know, uh, God, we're only got so long on this right. on this earth and this planet, and, you know, we're supposed to redeem the time, right? That's right. I never spent any energy on you in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to slow me down. Anyway, okay, so, Jack, but... Uh, a lot of times we think of leadership as like, uh, you know, like Chad mentioned earlier, you, know, you got to be this big president, CEO, but you, you really got into church ministry, full-time vocational ministry. How? Not, not, it wasn't, it wasn't some big CEO person. No, it, it usually is not. I, it's amazing when I look back at how I've been influenced by people who had no authority over me, no responsibility for me. This particular instance, I was on an international flight. It was in 2005, I think. And Ruth Schenk said, can I sit next to you? And I said, sure. Well, you know, what else do I have to do? <laughs> and she said, uh, I really feel like uh, I need to tell you two things. And I said, what's that? And said, uh, my husband, Norm, would benefit having you as a friend, and I think you should go to work at Southeast Christian Church. And I looked at Ruth, and I said, Ruth, love you, but you know what? I don't want or need another friend, and I will never work at Southeast Christian Church. <laughs> and uh, guess who one of my closest friends is now? Norm. Norm Shank. Yeah, we became friends, and uh, I think I actually helped him for like a minute or two, and then he helped carry me through a real difficult transition time for me, leaving the corporate world and figuring out, well, what is my way? Well, one of the things God did was put Eugene DePorter in my life, and every week for two years he said, you need to work at Southeast. So it's interesting how God sent others to influence me that way. And I, so I ended up starting at Southeast in 2006, I think, worked eight years, and so there you go. So, so I mean, it was people who had no influence, or they had influence over you, but influence. not, not, not yes. authority. They had and, no position over you. Yes, and I, and I uh, we were laughing before the show started, Kevin Russell, Chad's little brother, one time just it was when I was on staff, we were moaning about something, and he just jumped me about what I should be doing to make things better. And I realized I, I wasn't doing enough to make things better. And because he did that, I went and did some things I don't think I would have done otherwise. It wasn't from Dave or Kyle or the elders. It was from Kevin. And often we, we need to keep our eyes and ears open to people who are in our lives that care about us, who love the Lord, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be influenced by somebody who's not being consistent with God's word. But it's amazing the power, and it's amazing how God sends messengers into our lives to lead us, and 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 influence us. Absolutely. So, so, so talk about leadership. A uh, kind of a definition of uh, influencing others. Well, the, let me talk a little bit about why this material. These uh, Jim Coos and Barry Posner were professors, and instead of writing a book about what they thought awesome leadership was, 
they asked a whole bunch of people, who would you follow? Who are you following? So we'd name them. Well, I'd follow Chad. Okay, describe Chad. Well, through that research, they found that we tended to follow people that had four characteristics. They were honest, competent, forward-thinking, and inspiring. So they found these honest, competent, forward-looking, inspiring people. And by the way, do you think Jesus was those four? Mm. <laughs> so I read that. I went, yeah, <laughs> yes, to this day. I mean, he is very, you know, he's the epitome of honesty, the epitome of competency. He's always was forward-thinking and very inspiring. I mean, he's inspiring to all of us today. So then they found people that had those characteristics and tried to see, do they do things differently? And they found that they tended to do five, they're called exemplary practices. And if a leader does those five things, then they would, they would measure it and say, their organization gets better results than organizations that aren't doing those things. So it's great to have this statistically validated data that basically looks right back and says, that's, what, that's how Christ led. And the five things they did, they modeled the way. So they wouldn't tell you what to do before they do it. They do it first. So, so Jack, when you, as you mentioned these five things yes. that that Jesus, I mean, just fleshed out very, very clearly. Yes. Um, but these guys, they weren't Christians. No, no. They were just no. They were doing the research, and I don't know if you know the story, but later on, I got to meet one of the authors, and he said, "Why, why is your organization use this material, and why are you one of the? They were called hero companies." I said, "Because your material reflects my leader." And he said, I thought you reported to a board of directors. And I said, well, I do. That's who I report to. And I'd never met this man. But I said, but my leader is Christ. And he goes, well, tell me more about that. And I said, well, he modeled the way. And I explained it. So I started explaining this to this author. And he's grinning. And I'm thinking, where is this going? And he said, you know, after we did the research, a lot of Christians have told us this. We didn't know this. So we've now, we're working on a book called Christian Reflections on the Leadership Challenge. And so we got to contribute to that. And that now you can read Christian Reflections on the Leadership Challenge. It's, it's, a, it's a shorter book, easier book to read than the big, thick one that, that you know applies more to corporate world. I just love that. I love when secular people point to the principles and life of Jesus <laughs> yes. and go, that's, and, and it's right in the Bible. Yeah. I, I love that. I just heard a documentary on the science of fasting. All documentaries on Amazon Prime. I thought they have no idea how often they're referencing scripture. <laughs> they don't even know they're you know, doing it. If if you are successful in the business world, in the family world, in the corporate world, in the you know, you are following biblical. Absolutely. You're following biblical principles. Yes. So so okay. So let's run those four. There's five. Well, no, the four. Uh, oh, uh, characteristics. Characteristics. Honest, competent, forward-looking, or forward-thinking, and inspiring. So, for example, if you catch yourself as a leader talking too much about the past, you got to kind of do a little gut check. Whoops. Leaders talk about the future. Mm-hmm. And so some of this, having it in front of you is kind of a reminder. And as I've gotten older, it's easier to talk about the past than the future, particularly since I'm not leading, you know, a big organization. When, when you're in that position, you're pretty much, you know, destined to talk about the future. But if I'm not careful now, I'll dwell too much on the past. Uh, that's that's not leading. That's telling old story. So you keep moving on. That's why I love Josiah, Josiah Venture. I'm able to work with young people who are transforming society, and I, I like to be a part of that. They're, they're, they, they are they're looking for the, They are yes. moving forward. Yes. Okay, so, Jack, now let's talk about the five practices okay. of great leaders. All right. The first one is model the way. Uh, you know Bill Weedman. We did mm-hmm. martial arts together, and I can remember doing uh, – Leading the, reading this material, 
and how much it applied to what Bill did in martial arts. I never learned anything in there that Bill didn't first do and show me and hurt me with <laughs> usually. <laughs> so, but he would, he would do it and do it and do it. And then I would try to emulate him and he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't write a book. He wouldn't give a speech. He wouldn't, you know, send me an email. I would go into the dojo and he would show me and show everyone else the technique. And then we would do it. We didn't have any mirrors in there either. We didn't want to look at ourselves. I didn't want to see myself making a mistake. I wanted to look at the master. I wanted to look at the mm. person who did it the best. It's called modeling the way. And it's interesting, even in sports, you'll see some sports, the coach, you'll go, yeah. And then you look at other sports, you go, mm, you, look like, you look like you're out of shape, you know. And so we were, I was in a sport where I wanted to be like my coach. I wanted to be like my leader. And that's, to me, that's a good example of leadership. You're, you're conducting yourself in a way that you want your followers to conduct themselves. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Hmm, that's what I need to do. Mm. As you know, very difficult for me. And Jesus did a lot of things. And so I want to I want to be like Jesus, not necessarily because he told me to be like Jesus, but he does things that I know were for the glory of God. So I want to do them, too. And a great leader is always thinking in terms of I am I, I must be an example. I must model. Yeah. And you can't ever think that people aren't watching you. They're <laughs> watching you. They're watching your every move. So as head of a family, the dad, the children are watching what you're watching. They're watching what you're doing. They're watching how you treat your wife. They're, you are modeling behaviors. And uh, fortunately, the my dad, who left us when I was 10, I, I don't remember some of the bad stuff, which is good, because <laughs> I look to a perfect father. So sometimes we don't get the example right in front of us. So we, we need to find it in scripture. Well, find it in scripture and then also find with it others. In, in, with, you know, godly other, yes. other folks. They're not going to be perfect. Even people like you. I mean, really, I could learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jack. Um, the, the verse that sticks out in my mind, there's two really that enter my mind when I think about modeling the way is what Paul says in Ephesians chapter five. He says, we are to be imitators yes. of Christ. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the other one is, is, uh, when he's talking to the Corinthian church and he says, you follow me. Yeah. If you as, love me, you will abide in me. There's another one. Yeah. Yes. And so this whole modeling the way, I, I, I want, we're going to talk about this in the next segment. I want a couple of stories that you've got of modeling the way, because I think us guys, we, we underestimate how many people are watching us. And we think, well, yeah, but I'm not the leader of this great company. I'm, you know, I'm just a, I'm a nobody. No, you are somebody. And, uh, and we are constantly modeling the way. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back more uh, and talk more about modeling the way. And the next four principles uh, after modeling the way, we're going to unpack over the next couple of shows. So come back and join us on Solid Steps Radio. <laughs> 